This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to Raw Beauty Talks. I'm your host, Erin Trelor. Ready to peer behind the highlight reel and all those polished pictures of the world's biggest influencers and wellness experts, we're going to uncover what beauty, health, and wellness truly means in today's world. As someone who really struggled with disordered eating and negative body image, I became a health coach because I'm passionate about redefining health and wellness so that it's less about the weight on the scale and more about how we feel. Let's pull back the curtain for some raw beauty talks. Hello, hello. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to let you know that on Tuesday, November 29th, I'm hosting my first intro to meditation workshop. In case you missed it, I completed my meditation teacher training this year, and I am so excited to bring this incredibly beautiful practice to more people. Meditation has changed my relationship with anxiety. It has supported me in feeling more clear, focused, aligned. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Whether you are a seasoned sitter or you're just getting started with meditation, this session will offer something for everyone. I'm going to talk to you about all the basics of beginning and maintaining a daily meditation practice, and I'll be teaching you three meditation styles so that you can practice meditating anytime anywhere. You can click the link in my bio for more information and to grab your tickets. We do have a limited capacity for this event, so if you're thinking of joining us, please grab your tickets today. Let's dive in. In today's episode, I'm going to share a bite-sized practice that has really made a huge impact on the amount of inner peace that I feel. When I say inner peace, I mean that it allows me to feel more aligned with my best self. It kind of stops anxious feelings in their tracks. And to be honest, I've noticed that I feel more confident in myself when I practice this. So let's talk about what this thing is, okay? Here's the thing. The words that we speak out loud, and of course the words that we're speaking to ourselves in our mind, they really matter. Each individual word that is spoken carries an intention behind it. It has meaning behind it. And when we string words together, they have even more power. They have the ability to connect us. They have the ability to foster joy. They have the ability to empower someone. Or they can completely land flat. They can even destroy somebody or an entire group of individuals. If we look back In time to the 40s when World War II was happening, the words of one man led to the needless death of thousands of individuals. Whereas we all have heroes whose words have inspired us or led us to connect more deeply to ourselves. People like Mother Teresa, Mahatma Gandhi, or your favorite musician even, their words can really allow you to tap into something beautiful. Now, You may be listening to this thinking, okay, Erin, I'm not Mother Teresa. I don't have thousands or millions of people looking to me for answers. But the truth is you do have a really big impact in this world. Every single person that you come in contact with, even if it's the individual at the grocery store who you talk to for about five minutes, 
the words that you choose to use while in their presence, they do have power and they impact not only the person that you're speaking to, but yourself as well. If you imagine for a moment that you have a big bubble around you, whatever you put out into that bubble, the words, the energy, the actions that you take, it's kind of like we have to sit in that energy. The words that you speak impact not only those that you're speaking to and not only you, but people beyond that. Because in whatever way your words impact that person that you're speaking to, it will further impact the way that they show up for those around them. Let's take a little look at some examples here of where our words matter. Maybe you were running late one day to the office and you arrived and the meeting had already started. I think a lot of us in that situation would say something like, I'm so sorry I'm late, the traffic was awful, or my child dumped this on their homework and then the traffic was awful. And we sort of share this elaborate story that may be true, but at the you know center of it all, really, we just weren't able to plan our morning in a timely manner. We weren't organized enough to have gotten ourselves to the meeting on time. In this situation, we might make up a little white lie even in order to avoid getting in trouble in that meeting or in order to avoid further conflict. So we tell the little lie, feels better for the moment, but still at some level, we know we're not standing in our truth. In this situation, you could actually arrive late to the meeting and just apologize for being late. I'm so sorry I'm late. Full stop. No need to explain, no need to overshare, no need to say anything else. Or you could say something along the lines of, I'm so sorry I'm late for work. There was lots going on and I didn't allow enough time to get here. It's amazing when you speak the truth, how refreshing people find it rather than telling the little white lie that people can see right through. It may feel a bit uncomfortable, but give it a try and notice how it feels. Sometimes not saying something can really be a powerful way to use your words. Maybe you've had a moment when you forgot to mention to your partner that the new shoes you just bought were actually $200, not $100. I may have, you know, been guilty of that here or there in my relationship. Not showing up with full honesty because there's some concern of how your choices or actions may be perceived. Or maybe you've said something in a moment of intense emotion that you later regretted. Something came out of your mouth that you didn't mean or that you wouldn't normally have shared. Doesn't feel great, right? I think one area that I really noticed that I feel out of alignment is when I am in a place of gossip. And this is really interesting because gossip is actually a way that a lot of women connect with one another. And there's a difference between gossip where we're discussing things that have happened and what's going on in the neighborhood and, you know, the news of this or that. It's another thing when gossip and the words that we're sharing with others have the ability to hurt somebody else. So when I find that the conversation sometimes turns in a direction where I know that the words that are being spoken would really hurt the individual if they heard you know, us or somebody else talking about them, I know for me that feels extremely out of alignment. It gives me anxiety. I feel guilty afterwards. Have you ever been in a situation where 
There was gossip happening, which is a common way that women connect with one another, and where you notice that it didn't feel great for you. So those are a few examples of moments when our choice of words can sometimes lead to a feeling of anxiety or just a little bit off or guilt or shame, discomfort, or could even just be a sign that maybe there's something underneath the surface. There's an opportunity to do a little bit of work. Like for example, not sharing exactly how much the shoes cost because you're worried that they might be taken away from you or you might not be able to have them, whatever it is there. Maybe there's some work to do around that area so that you're able to really stand in your truth. In my meditation teacher training, we were introduced to a Buddhist concept called right speech. Right speech is part of the Buddhist Noble Eightfold Path. And the idea around the Noble Eightfold Path is that if you follow these eight pillars or you align yourself most closely to them, that you will find a deeper sense of inner peace. I'm not going to get too nuanced here with the details around the Eightfold Path. It's super interesting, and what I love about it is that it's not this prescription that you have to follow or you go to hell or you're bad. It's this idea that you can align with these things should you choose in the way that feels right for you in order to feel more grounded in self. In practicing right speech, which is one part of the Eightfold Noble Path that I want to talk about today... The idea is that we become really conscious and aware of the words that we choose to use. And there are sort of three guidelines that they first mention. So number one, no lying. Number two, no rude speech, swearing, slander, that type of thing. And number three, no gossip. So no telling one person information that may hurt another. So no lying, no rude speech, and no gossip. No telling one person information that may hurt another. So think about this for a moment and just reflect for a second. Are there any times in your day or your week where you find yourself telling little white lies or adjusting the truth ever so slightly? Are there moments when you are using rude forms of speech? This one's interesting for me because sometimes I swear and so I've had to reflect a little bit on why do I do that? Do I even care? Does it allow me to really express a point? And I'll tell you where I landed on that one in a moment. And then do you ever find yourself in a position of gossip, sharing information or saying things that could hurt another? Essentially think about it, would you say this to the person that you're speaking about right now? I found it so interesting to reflect on this because there are moments when I do, if I'm being honest, all three of these things. Yet I would say that I'm an honest person and kind and nice. And so the reason I'm sharing this with you right now is so that there's an understanding that at some level, we're probably all guilty of doing these things. It's human and the reason that we do it is often rooted in wanting to belong, in wanting to avoid conflict. I know for me, when the little white lies come about, even if I'm telling my kids something, you know, about this, that, or the other thing, it's always to avoid conflict in the moment. I don't love conflict. I don't want to hurt people. I want to avoid that at all costs. And so if I bend the truth, that's usually what's underneath the surface there. 
In regards to the rude speech, I've thought about it. I'm still going to drop the odd F-bomb here or there, but it will never be directed towards someone. It's always just a way of, for me, getting the point across a little bit more, but I am going to be more mindful about how often I'm doing that and whether it's really necessary. So clearly, I'm not perfect at this, but it's something I'm really trying to be more mindful about. And I'm noticing that the more mindful I become about the words that I speak out loud, that I'm noticing such a difference. Now, this doesn't mean that thoughts don't pop into my head that wouldn't exactly align with right speech, but I'm not speaking them out into the world. I also want to note that this idea of right speech doesn't mean we suppress our feelings and bottle up sharing things that may be difficult for others to hear. We're simply more mindful about what needs to be said and how we say it. I find that sometimes, as I said, I'll hold back on speaking up if I'm worried that my words could hurt someone. Even if I'm in a position to give constructive criticism or I've been hurt by somebody, I have a tendency to just shove it all down and to not actually speak the truth about how I'm feeling. Over the years, I've come to understand that this strategy does not work long term. Those feelings, those words, that hurt, that energy, it always ends up coming up and usually in a much more explosive way than I'm hoping. And that can cause even more pain and more hurt for everyone who's involved. So for me, part of right speech is practicing speaking my truth, expressing my needs, and being clear and kind as I express them. So being clear and kind with your messaging and your words, speaking your truth, but also being mindful of when it is better to hold back a little bit or to allow an emotional wave that's coming through to pass before we communicate. In the book, The Four Agreements by Dan Miguel Ruiz, one of the agreements is to be impeccable with your word. And he says that this is about being careful with what you say and ensuring that it does not go against the values that you hold to be true. So I love that this concept isn't something that is just being talked about in Buddhism or in my meditation course, but we're also seeing it in a lot of written work that has been noted as being very profound. So a couple of things to note. I want you to try this week to go through the week speaking only the truth. Speaking only the truth. Sharing how you feel and communicating your ideas with clarity and kindness. I also want you to notice how you are speaking about yourself out loud to others? Are you cutting yourself down? Are you making fun of yourself? And what would it look like to just start to minimize that? One question that you could ask yourself is, why do I do this? How does it allow me to connect more deeply with others or to protect myself? And then, you know, if it happens and you do do it, cut yourself some slack, just notice it, bring some awareness to why you're doing it. And then we try again the next time. Okay, the third thing I'd love for you to try is to avoid gossiping, to note when it's happening, to note if there's a desire to want to do it as well, to connect with those around you, and to see how it feels to change the subject, to bring something else up, whatever it is that allows you to move in a different direction. I want you to try to use the power of your word in the direction of love 
and the truth. And something that comes hand in hand with right speech is to really take the time to listen, to actively listen to what somebody else is saying, to understand their point of view. It doesn't mean you necessarily have to agree with it, but to really hear them, to pause after, to take it in, to reflect before speaking, to choose your words slowly and carefully. As I've interviewed more and more people and listened to more and more interviews, I've noticed something about the most intelligent people out there. They speak slowly. They pause between their thoughts and they choose their words carefully because they understand the power that their words carry. And then last but not least, I would encourage you to avoid communication when emotions are really intensified. This doesn't mean we just have to leave the dialogue completely, but we may say something like, I'm going to push pause for a moment. I'm feeling really heated right now. Can we come back to this in an hour or tomorrow, whatever that looks like for you? The words that you speak to yourself, they matter. And so do the words that you speak out loud. Right speech isn't something you're immediately or perhaps ever going to get right. I know I haven't. So instead, try using it as a guideline that helps you keep coming back to a space that allows you to show up as authentically you. If I notice myself saying something and after it comes out, I go, oh, wow, that was not right speech. I will even say out loud, oh, wow, okay, that actually was not right speech didn't feel an alignment, and then I'll take a moment to think about why I said it. And oftentimes it comes up to me being insecure in a moment or feeling like I wanted to belong or also wanting to avoid conflict, right? So bringing awareness to what's happening under the action and making a mental note to try something different next time. This concept of right speech It sounds so simple and so easy, but as you start to practice it, you realize that it's a little bit more complicated than you may initially think. So I'm so excited for you to try this as an exercise this week. Pass this episode on to somebody else that you would love to invite to practice right speech with you. Let me know what you think of this little bite-sized tidbit of an episode. You can hit me up in my DMs at Raw Beauty Talks. Take a screenshot of this episode, share it with your friends, and let me know what resonates most. As always, grab your aha moment, think about what that is, and then Consider what an action step for this week might look like. I just listed a bunch out for you. I'll make sure that I share those in the show notes as well. As always, I absolutely love spending time with you. Can't wait to see you next week. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. Please take a moment to rate, review, or follow on your favorite podcast app and share this episode with someone that you think could benefit. Join the Raw Beauty Talks community at Raw Beauty Talks. And remember... It's your story, your body, your mind, and your journey. So think about what resonates with you and leave the rest behind. I'll see you next week.